Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 167 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, we got a nice little uh, short episode, shorter episode this week, depending how heated, I guess, we get during our power <laughs> rankings. Our, our rundown are, is, is just the summer showdown power rankings going going into the summer showdown and a couple of predictions, of course, like we do our usual four. Um, and then we're just going to, we got one little topic to talk about. So, I mean, let's just hop right into the show here, Joe, um, with with our little topic, our piece of news. Uh, basically, there. If you haven't been on Reddit, which I think I haven't really seen people on Twitter talking about this, this feels to be a Reddit exclusive. Um, but yeah, As so been, many things are. Yes, uh, if you've been on Reddit, someone uh, was filling out a survey uh, about Overwatch Two, and um, they they had some alarming things to say about the survey, where they listed. Basically, they listed some price possible price points of skins. I think I can't remember exactly what it was at. Maybe forty five dollars for a mythic skin or something was was one of them. Something like that, yeah. Um, five dollars per spray, a bundle worth this amount of money. All this stuff. It doesn't matter. The the, the numbers don't matter. Is the moral of the story here? Because today we've gotten a follow up that someone else took the survey and had different numbers. Um, so the numbers were somewhat random, just different. <laughs> um, they they gave different options to different people taking the survey. So um, basically, if you know Reddit, you know their response to when the first person posted. Uh, they all freaked out and <laughs> the world ended. Um, so, yeah, basically... Basically, people, uh, it's, I mean, I, I, I don't blame them, Joe. You know, they're coming, we're coming from Overwatch 1, which in today's games, in the modern gaming world, is very, um, very sort of giving almost as far as skins and cosmetics go. You could pretty easily just earn all the skins uh, for free um, at the end of the day, which is just unheard of in today's you look at the fortnights the valorants the league of legends you, you can't do that you can earn like playing league of legends you can earn skins but it takes a really really long time like you have to play a lot um they want you to pay <laughs> and uh, overwatch becoming a free-to-play game means they're heading towards that um so the some of the prices they listed tracked with how much a gun bundle costs in Valorant, which is ridiculous. Uh, an insane amount of money. I, I'm in agreement, Joe, that a lot of this stuff is way too much money. I agree. Um, but that's what they got to do to make money. It's worked for so many other games. That's my stance on it. Well, what are your thoughts on it, Joe? Are you freaking out like Reddit or are you, are you calm? Yeah, honestly, I was a little surprised. Um, this was... We we didn't really have much to talk about today, so this was one of the reasons that I wanted to to add it to our um, topic list today. Was because yeah, I was I was a little surprised to see how uh, strong of a reaction this got. Um, I mean, this is, so obviously you know famously Overwatch like when it came out back in. 2016, 2017, the, like the reporting on it was very complimentary of. Um, the the game's monetization uh, in that you know you can buy loot boxes but it's all cosmetic uh, you know it's obviously the the loot boxes were controversial but you know the fact that it was all cosmetic you know there you didn't have to pay to unlock heroes you didn't have to or you, you know you, you couldn't pay to unlock heroes um, and all that kind of stuff you know that was one of the the selling points of um, the game as far as that goes um, in the you know the, the community that was still trying to get a sense of what you know what an Overwatch monetization system might even be. Um, anyway, so, so to go from uh, that back or that background as a community um, into a situation where basically nothing's changed, <laughs> and and yeah. have and have this much you know backlash was really interesting to me. I mean, obviously, yeah, the, the you know the pricing model will be different uh, in that you can. It sounds like um, maybe they'll still have some kind of loot boxes in some kind of form. I don't think they've completely thrown that idea out that I know of. Um, but the but you'll be able to you, you have the opportunity to pay for what you want, uh, which is something that 
you know, to, to pay like actual money for what you want, which is something that uh, we haven't ever had in Overwatch. Um, and that it's still all going to be cosmetic stuff. You, you know, it, it, there's same same rules apply. You know, no, there aren't any heroes locked behind a, a paywall. There aren't, uh, you know, other kinds of, of content uh, that you're gonna that you're gonna suffer from other than you know the, these cosmetics that presumably again will um, presumably, and I suppose that's an assumption, be able to be unlocked in other kinds of ways. Um, Anyways, so yeah, the fact that the, the 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 pricing model is changing, as someone who probably, you know, who hardly ever buys loot boxes anyway, I guess that's not um, the you know that, that may be part of why I'm not super concerned. Um, the if you you know if you were somebody who actively wanted to dive into that and now was seeing that you know that your your cost is going to go up, you know that's certainly something. Um, but but I I, I don't see. At least in my head, it doesn't seem much of a like actual model change. Um, and if people are willing to finance this free-to-play game by buying all these microtransactions, you know, to, to keep it free for me, I mean that's <laughs> that's something I'll take all the time. <laughs> Shout out to them. Yeah, absolutely. I think I, you nailed it, Joe. I think you absolutely nailed it. And I will I will reemphasize the idea that we're, we are getting all the heroes for free. If, if we compare this to Valorant or any Riot game here, League, Valorant, that's what turns me off from Valorant most of the time is a new agent comes out and I can't play that agent unless I want to pay money or like spend a, a ridiculous amount of time to one. Like it's way too long. They need to shorten the amount of time it takes to unlock this agent. I, you have to play so many games. It's so frustrating to me um the fact that overwatch is not going to do that is amazing like we should a hundred percent be so happy that that is not happening because it is so annoying and frustrating to not have uh, heroes and agents and all that stuff uh new game multiverses i don't know if you anyone here has heard of it but brand new fighting game came out this week i think they nailed it you it is like valorant and you have to unlock um, new characters by earning it, but I think it's way quicker than Valorant. Valorant would take me like three weeks to get, because I don't play, I don't have that much, I have a job. I don't have that much time to play. So Valorant would take me like three weeks to a month to unlock this agent, whereas like multiverses, it's super quick. Um, if Overwatch were to do that, I think Blizzard would be a lot more forgiving and would let you do it, but they know that everyone just wants to have every hero they, that's the fun of this game and we're lucky that that is the case while this game is free and you don't have to pay anything um people are gonna have fomo from not having these skins but honestly you just don't have to pay. like that's what happens in valorant to me too i look at a skin i'm like oh that's so cool i check the price and it is going to cost me $100 because it's no like, longer that cool. Yeah. It's no longer <laughs> that cool when I'm like, okay, I'm not going to drop a hundred dollars on this in game thing that I might not even use all the time because it's only on one gun that I barely use and all this stuff, you know, and that's going to be the case for overwatch too. It's only on one hero. I barely use Genji. Why would I pay money? It's like, it's super easy. Just don't buy it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know, but obviously a lot of people, it's hard to restrain yourself. I agree. Um, but yeah and, and I will miss not being able to have every skin pretty easily like I if you filled up your collection pretty quickly in Overwatch with loot boxes but I agree with Joe as well that it's nice if you want a skin you just choose it you buy it you don't have to like go buy loot boxes and hope you get it and then spend credits on it you know it's 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 a it's a nicer system that way too but yeah that's this is how free to play works it's gonna cost money i do think the skins will be a lot not that overwatch skins weren't bad but i think they definitely could use some leveling up in that like league of legends skins really like the the hero like changes and it's super fun league of legends skins i feel like they're just so in depth i feel like overwatch will most likely include that in these skins and now that they're gonna cost money they're gonna want to make these skins like worth it they're gonna make people want to actually pay for it so they're gonna make the skins even better than they used to be um whereas the old skins they were just like uh, they they probably were like okay we'll put some effort into it but 
you know, not that many people buy loot boxes or whatever, you know? So, yeah, yeah the whole system's going to be different, um, and everyone's obviously going to freak out. I, I'm almost glad we got this freak out out of the way before <laughs> the game actually comes out. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, this would have happened. It probably still will happen when the game comes out. Um, people will be like, oh, my God, this skin costs this much money. That's not worth it. Because it's happening in multiverses. It happened in Valorant. Like, it happens in every single game. There are There's a crowd of people who are like, yeah, I would never pay this much money for a skin, which I don't blame you. And But then there's the crowd that's funding the entire game because they're like, yeah, I have limited, I have unlimited money somehow. And I'm just going <laughs> to fund the entire game myself. So that's the reason why they're doing it. It's because, oh, yeah. of, those, because of those people. Um, as someone who started in Hearthstone, those people very much exist. People spent thousands of dollars a month on that game. No doubt. Um, so, yeah, free to play. It's here. <laughs> Get used to yeah. it. The other thing I was going to add um, is that I think in one of the uh, you know big news article write-ups that that happened about this story uh i think they did somebody did get a quote from blizzard somewhere that you know they confirmed that uh there will be more information obviously coming out before launch about you know exactly how all this monetization is going to work and everything so i'm sure we'll we'll be having this conversation again on the show too but uh yeah i think as a good a good way of phrasing it you know that we we finally had that first freak out and so we'll we'll see how the rest of them uh evolve from there yeah maybe maybe it's not as bad as the prices they saw and then it sort of tempers are especially if like uh, the battle pass could be make or break for a lot of people like in fortnite um everyone praises that battle pass and i agree i think that's the best battle pass in gaming because um you get v bucks you earn v bucks you can essentially earn your money back basically and either use the v bucks you earn to buy the next battle pass or you could buy any skin with those V-Bucks. So um, Overwatch could go that way. I would not blame them if they don't because they're giving all their heroes away for free. So um, yeah, I, I wouldn't blame them if they go the way of, of other games and just not include the in-game currency in there. Uh, so yeah, we'll see We'll see the details on the Battle Pass and all that stuff. Um but yeah, that's that's our topic. So I guess we'll just hop into our, our power rankings. Uh, as usual with our power rankings, Joe has made a nice little graphic. Uh, and we've tweeted it out at On The Flank Show. Uh, go to our Twitter. Even if you don't have Twitter, I, I think you can look it up and just see our tweet. And uh, yeah, um, follow along with us there. We usually don't, I don't like list it all out on the show. And this isn't a visual podcast. Um, so yeah, go to our Twitter. Look at it there. And try to follow along as much as he can. Um, we have more time to talk about it today, Joe. So we can. Last time we we sort of went quicker through it. This time maybe we could take a little bit more time. But let's start with the bottom, like we usually do. We have the same bottom four in a different order. Um, so our 17th through 20th all include. We both include the Charge, Excelsior, Titans, and uh, Eternal. We both have Eternal at 20. Um, and then we sort of we all have them mixed up. Joe thinks Excelsior is better than the Charge, who is better than the Titans. I think the Charge is the best out of those three Titans behind them, and then Excelsior, um, worse than them. Uh, let's talk about these bottom four, Joe. Any you can talk about anyone you want out of these bottom. I know they're not fun teams to talk about, but <laughs> yeah, talk about anything that stands out to you here. Yeah, I think. Um uh well i mean the some of the 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 more obvious points i mean you can talk about uh vancouver just recently with the uh coaching change um and obviously you know that's uh may or may not have had much of uh an effect yet you know we haven't seen much uh play out of them uh so far since bringing in dpay um uh, you, you know that's relevant for them uh, you can think about Guangzhou and their new signings um, there was enough to, to boost them one spot for me on my power rankings um, uh, bringing in Jimmy and Aprita and uh, uh, Evil Tall who is now um, Xerneas um, and, and all these kind of things that, that may end up being super helpful you know these were players that uh, were really um, uh, pretty well hyped um, when they were ended up being dropped from Chengdu earlier this season. 
Um, I think there's there's a benefit there. Yeah, I think if if uh, if I were to change any of these four in terms of position, I think it would be New York to to bump them down a little bit. Um, uh, you know, particularly because uh, and and granted, they they also did confirm you know this this upcoming meta is going to be uh, is going to include uh, you know a Junker Queen nerf compared to what contenders are playing and all this kind of stuff, uh, and so it may not be quite as harsh as what. Um, some people are expecting, but um, you know, with with as important as um, a lot, lots of people are anticipating um, the the main support position, quote unquote, to be uh, um, you know, the New York may may be struggling in that department, obviously with their uh, their roster, so that may be um, a concern there. But again, they also um, uh, they also did unlock a new uh, roster member for themselves earlier. Um, um, earlier this month, I think, when uh, uh, Ho Wan uh, had his birthday. Yeah, I think everyone. All right, when everyone talks about Ho Wan, um, this is it's all like another flex support. I think anyone rarely touches on the fact that he's good. <laughs> um, so I think it'll still be a good addition, but I think it's worth mentioning. Joe Joe's alluded to the new meta of Junker Queen, and. Um, Brig Lucio is uh, mainly what's being played with Junker Queen. And it's just hilarious to me that so many teams focused on this double flex support. And they are just looking stupider and stupider as the as the months go on. Because double flex support, yeah, was actually meta, last meta. Um, but it was not the first meta. And if it's Brig Lucio, that's double main support. That is main. Brig is mostly played by main supports. <laughs> that is a double main support meta. Um, so you have all in on double flex support. All of a sudden, you don't need one. You don't need either. You, neither neither of your supports need to be um, need to be a, a flex support. Uh, then again, you know a lot of flex supports can flex to Brig. Um, I just know there are tons of main supports that picked up Brig for some teams. I think it's mainly main supports, but you, you have like Skewed and you have a bunch of flex supports that can play Brig super well as well. Um, so I think it's just funny to me. But yeah, if you you have a lot of news for these bottom four teams, like you mentioned, Joe. You, you went through all the pickups, the signings, the drops, um, and clearly none of them are like good enough for us to be hyped, super hyped about these teams to put them like uh, higher than 17. But I will say some of them are promising. I have Guangzhou at 17 because I am excited about those pickups, and I do genuinely think that could help them uh, compete at least because they have not won a game since their first game. So I, I, I think those pickups are huge. Uh, the only team I'm like just super depressed about are Paris, maybe New York, and a little bit Vancouver because their latest dropping was weird. Um, That's yeah. true too. Yeah, we both have Paris at 20 because they're just depressing. I will I will give a shout-out to Joe, who has had Paris at 20 the entire season, even before the <laughs> season started. So Joe's, Joe's the best analyst. Joe's the best analyst here. Um, oh, our, no, actually, I just I just opened it up because I was curious. I had I had Paris at 19 preseason. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, I thought and, you had him 20. They dropped to 20 after that. Still impressive. A lot of people, a lot of people had Paris mid-table. Uh, at the beginning of the season, yeah. if anyone can remember that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Paris looking not good, not promising at all. Uh, let's move on to like this next little tier here. What would you consider a tier? Maybe 16 through 12 or 16 through 14? What, what, what do you think is the next tier, Joe? Uh, yeah, I was actually, as I was thinking about this, I was, um, and we'll get to it as we continue up the up the uh, power rankings but yeah I, I did think about this I did think about things this time as you know pretty well condensed um, and yeah I think in my head I was looking at like yeah about 16 through 12 maybe maybe through 13 because I think Chengdu is a, a pretty solid top of that pack yeah. but um, yeah, yeah let's somewhere just, in there probably. Let's, let's continue with the four teams Six, 16 through 13 will be our next tier in which we have the same four teams again in this little tier uh, with only one switch up uh, we have the Justice, Valiant, Defiant, Boston. We both have Boston at 13. Both have Toronto at 14. And then uh, I have Valiant at 15. Joe has Justice at 15. And then at 16, I have Justice. Joe has Valiant. 
Um, let's talk about Justice Valiant for. I mean, first of all, this is <laughs> in comparison to like. I mean, not even to the league standings at this point. I mean, Washington's dove pretty deep on these league, on these standings, but I, I don't think anyone would have expected a roster with this talent to to dive this low on anyone's power rankings at any point during the season, Joe. Um, so I guess uh, try to explain why we have the justice here at fifteen sixteen. I mean, it's not even that far from where we had them last power rankings. So, yeah. This is just where we think they are at this point. Yeah, uh, yeah, they went from from thirteen to fifteen for me, and fifteen to sixteen for you. Yeah, is uh, just continuing to not um, be be awesome for the Washington Justice. I think it's fair to say, and um, you, you know, if we look at the you know overall season standings, I think it's it bears out a little bit. Um, with uh, Justice solidly at number nine in um, North America, and uh, I don't know, math is hard, but <laughs> twelve or thirteen or fourteen probably in in the league overall. Um, yeah, I, just have have continued to not um, you know show up where it counts. I mean, I, at this point, not having made. Uh, and this is true of of every team that fits this criteria. But for the Washington Justice, not having made uh, either of the two uh, stage tournaments so far, I, I mean, has really hurt them. Um, uh, and I mean, you know, points wise, there's only two behind um, eighth place, which which would have been that cutoff. Uh, two points behind um, uh, both Florida and Toronto um, in in league points, but. Um, but, but yeah, it's it's getting harder and harder. You know these, these matchups that they're running into um, to 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 find something that is looks favorable for Washington in North America, um, and and you again like, again you look to teams like New York and Paris and Vancouver and those kinds of things. Uh, they're playing uh, Paris next week, but they're also playing Shock next week or uh, two weeks from now, I should say. Um, uh, no, it is next week. It is technically next week. Um, they're playing Paris and Shock. They're playing. I'm just scrolling through real quickly because, for the sake of argument, um, the week after that, they're playing Florida. I mean, they, who's going to pick the Washington Justice over Florida right now? Um, they, I don't know. They, they've got a lot to prove still. If uh, we, you know the if the postseason is still in their in their sights, uh, and it's going to start with you know just actually getting some wins. Yeah, definitely. If they and it's it's wins against those big teams, like you mentioned. Uh, or just playing it closer because they just get blown out by anyone who's remotely good. So, yeah, this seems just continuing continuing to be embarrassing, um, which is sad. But yeah, let's. Uh, I mean, these next. I think the only maybe the surprising things are Toronto this low after because they're the first team from the midseason madness tournament to even pop up on our power rankings, and we both have two two teams ahead of them who did not make the midseason madness that is the uprising and then we'll talk about the hunters at 12 as well um i guess i can you just talked a bunch just so i could go into why i have toronto at 14 despite um them competing i mean we've seen i think toronto does have enough talent clearly to compete um with these midseason madness teams and with uh, the teams on the edge of making it, make it into these tournaments, and they have successfully done so so far to make it there. But as of late, I think the two teams I put ahead of them in the Boston Uprising and Chengdu Hunters, who both did not make it, uh, would have a very good chance of beating Toronto. I, I'm not saying they would stomp them or anything. I, I would probably pick the Uprising to beat Toronto and the Hunters to beat Toronto if they faced off right now. So that's what I just based it off of myself. Um, yeah, and Toronto happened to be like definitely in 12th if I were to just rank the 12 midseason madness teams, and now we're just including all the teams. So I'm like, okay, well, they dropped two because I think there are two teams that didn't make the midseason madness that could beat them now. Boston improved and Chengdu improved significantly um, since the kickoff clash. So I put them there. Um, and then, yeah, we both have Boston at 13. And I think we both agree. We, we moved them up a spot. I think we both agree that um, every direction they've and move they've made so far this season has been uh, the right direction. Um, and I believe they have a player who is underage that is coming of age soon, maybe, as well. So, 
Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, Seeker. Let's see when Seeker's birthday is. August 7th. So, yeah. Seeker. Oh, yeah. Seeker will join the team as a uh, hitscan DPS joining, um, obviously, Victoria, who's mainly been doing that. So we'll see Seeker join this team as well in the Summer Showdown, and it'll be... If you haven't heard, Summer Showdown's a complete reset, so this could be really good, or at least as far as making the tournament, making Toronto, everyone starts at zero. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is big. Good. This is big for the Uprising. This is this is their chance. You know, they, they, they don't have to play with the awful start that they had in the kickoff clash. Um, yeah. But they have, a hard, they have a hard schedule. A tough first weekend, at least, London, Atlanta. So, uh, they actually do face Toronto later in this... Um, in the summer showdown so we can see then uh anything to add on on these uh on 16 through 13 joe or shall we move on uh yeah i don't think so my my one comment from this um from the this region was going to be about chengdu (laughs) so as we can sort of jump into that i guess and let's do like 10 through 12 because just yeah, sure. from the way it breaks down nicely yeah yeah because we have the same teams our 10 through 12 is, is london florida and Chengdu. that's the order i have it in london 10 florida 11 joe has a little switch with uh florida ahead of london which makes sense because they did just face each other right and florida won um it's true so yeah that, i'm the one that has to explain myself later uh but if you want to <laughs> talk about Chengdu first you can yeah, yeah. the 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 reason I had him, I had them bumped up. Um, and again, I think generally when I was thinking about it in a group, I I had thought about them in the group with uh, Boston and Toronto and Washington. But um, but yeah, I, I mean, just to to highlight again how close this team was, um, or how close this team felt like they were at least to making the midseason madness. Um, you know, again, without having qualified for that first tournament. Um, uh, and obviously, you know, looking back on it, it was two matches that they had to win. Um, but at, at the time, those were two matches that felt pretty winnable. Uh, and 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 uh, you know, a team that was looking more and more consistent as the stage went on. Obviously, you got to maintain that. You know, obviously, you got to um, uh, you, you know show up when it counts. But um, compared to teams like Boston, Toronto, Washington, uh, there was definitely more there. I think for me, for Chengdu. Um, but looking at Florida and London, uh, obviously those um, <laughs> are definitely more more consistent, more more positive looking teams um, uh, above them for sure. Yeah, I agree. I, I think Chengdu is is looking promising as the season goes on. I hope they are up to competing as well as they did in the mid mid season madness. Just that last last second collapse. Um, but yeah, that's uh, London. I uh, time for me to explain my London over Florida pick and. Yeah, Florida did just beat them 3-2, reverse swept. And I think it was just down to nerves for London. London hadn't been, and these players haven't been in a tournament situation yet. Um, I I really think when they play each other, which they do in the first match, I do think London is going to come out on top. I think London has better coaching. London's more consistent. And it was just one slip up. So I do think London will will come out on top this time around. And going forward, I would rank them ahead. Of Florida, I do think it's very close, though, uh, and I, and I don't want to downplay Florida's performance at all in the midseason madness because they did super well. Just don't know if I have the confidence they can be as good as they were uh, that time. I mean, they almost beat Philly, which would have been nuts. So, um, anything else to say about Florida or London, Joe? Um, yeah, I don't think so. They they both have been super entertaining teams to watch. Agreed. Uh, that's for sure. Agreed. I'm happy both of them are in this uh, near top half of the league in the middle of this table here because they have been putting on some fun fun matches for sure. All right. Next, uh, what tier would we call that? And this is where our, our power rankings are the same at the very top, the top three. But once we get to this nine through four range, we're kind of all over the place with these teams. Um, so I guess we could just do this nine through four range. The six teams we have here are um, the Outlaws, the Fuel, the Dragons, the Dynasty, the Fusion, and the Spark. So the rest of APAC are here. Um, and then we have some stragglers in NA like Houston, Dallas, um, all that. Uh, so I have clearly, I, there is some consistency here. 
because I have put the two NA teams below the four APAC teams in that six. And Joe has put the two NA teams above the four APAC teams on that list. Uh, That's literally what it is. Yeah. (laughs) Which is, yeah. So we have just, I have, I have made a clear line in the sand that I think these three NA teams, the ones we haven't mentioned yet are better than APAC. And Joe has said, no, these five NA teams are all better than APAC. (laughs) Um, which is fair. Let's talk about my my the most interesting ranking for me here is I have Houston at nine. Joe has Houston all the way up at five. Um, you think Houston's that good, Joe? Like I I just don't have confidence that they could beat a lot of these teams ahead of them here on this list for me at least. Yeah, and and again, I think the, the biggest factor for me honestly was just. Uh, was trying to figure out where to, to insert some of these APAC teams. Um, but yeah, I mean, in defense of Houston, um, you know, this is a, a solid team that we've been seeing uh, with and, uh, and and consistent too. I mean, that's absolutely not nothing uh, when it comes to um, some of the teams we've, we've talked about already on this list. Um, I think... Definitely out of out of the two out of you know Dallas and Houston these remaining um, North America teams before we get to our top three um, yeah I think Houston's probably the 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 shakier of the two uh, well <laughs> I don't know I'm second guessing myself as to say that but um, I would I would feel more comfortable uh, with Houston competing down with Florida and London I think. Um, um, but yeah, the, a lot of it has to do with. Uh, at least with my my particular ranking, uh, where I ended up inserting APAC and um, and where I ended up inserting APAC was um, uh, you, you know as from this first uh, cross region competition that we've seen um, relatively low um, you know at least compared to you but also just compared to uh, you know again some of these results that we've seen. Yeah, I I mean uh, it's so hard for me. This part was the hardest to rank. Um. I, I am pretty com- – the most confident spot I have put here is Houston for me. I just am very confident that they just can't play up um, against really good teams. Uh, but they did play a really close game against Atlanta who ended up getting third in the tournament, stuff like that. I, I think they have talent. I just don't know. I, their ceiling's not high for me. Dallas I put a lot lower than you, um, which I, I think is just an overall like – just no confidence in Dallas unless the meta if the meta is there they skyrocket up in my power rankings but if the meta is not there for them they're still going to beat mid-table teams but they're just going to struggle against top teams um and then if we if we just take a look at like it's interesting so we put you put on any above APAC I didn't uh, in this section but it's also interesting to look where we ranked the individual APAC teams because I think it's I think no one has any clue. <laughs> yeah. Out of these four, no one has any clue who's the best. So you you rank Shanghai, then Spark, then Dynasty, then Fusion. I said Spark, then Fusion, then Dynasty, then Dragons. Um, let's let's argue about this, Joe. Where why, <laughs> why'd you choose these four in this particular order? I mean, we both have Spark pretty high. We've completely flipped on the Dragons. Um, you're not confident in your fusion, despite them being technically the best finishing APAC team in this tournament. Um, but I guess we both consistently think Seoul is a little overrated in comparison to where they were in the kickoff clash. Yeah, this was really hard. I I definitely wanted to bump uh, Hangzhou up. I mean, uh, you, you know, because again, looking looking really good, and um, as has been my tradition, I think if you've been following this podcast for a while and are a Hangzhou fan, uh, I tend to to uh, underrate Hangzhou a little bit. <laughs> uh, but, but they they absolutely deserve to bump up um, after this past tournament. Um, but at the same time, it felt really uh, I couldn't bring myself to put him in the top of APAC. <laughs> Um, and from there, the question becomes: Well, who is going to be the top of APAC? Uh, Seoul obviously was way underperformed uh, and was the you know first team eliminated in this um, um, uh, midseason madness tournament, so that that wasn't necessarily an option. And then it comes down to Shanghai and Philly, um, and as 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 disappointed as we've been in Shanghai this season. Um, I think it's it's still fair to say that they they have been you know they have been pretty consistent. I mean, 
um, you know, it's not a it's not a consistent kind of um, you know dominating the league like like they were um, last season. But I mean, they're tied for the third best record in the league right now. Uh, granted, that's a five way tie, but um, <laughs> they are you know they're right up there, um, and and that's you know that's that's worth something there. Uh, as far as that goes, and yeah, Philly, you're right. They, they they did you know win this complete tournament, and that's that's not nothing. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm just concerned that the the wins were with them this month, but um, the the wins don't like the Philly Fusion very much. Yeah, it's tr- I mean just that's the issue. You take a look at any of these APAC teams, and you're like, I don't want to rank them that high. They're inconsistent. That's literally what you would say about all four of these teams at this point. Because, I mean, in that first tournament, Shanghai and Seoul are looking like the best in the kickoff clash. Now midseason madness, it's Spark and Philly showing up, and you're just like, okay, who is actually good here? I have no clue. At the end of the day, I was confident ranking Spark at my top, because I think Shy is just so good on Sojourn, and from what I'm hearing so far, it seems like Sojourn is still playable despite the nerfs and still um, at least going to be a part of the meta. And Shy is just by far the best Sojourn. So anytime you have Shy and Sojourn, I think Hangzhou is going to be looking great. Philly impressed me this tournament by making it super far. And then, yeah, I think it's Shanghai is very similar to Dallas and that they were both the giants of last year almost and they're just disappointing me in comparison to last year with very similar rosters to what they had last year um shanghai still has obviously looked good this season but i don't think they're looking scary at all and then Seoul, i just think is overrated by a lot of people i know they have profit and profits it's just nuts how long profit's been this good um and i know they have smurf as well but they still just have not proven to me that they can be consistent and uh, clearly against na i mean to their to their credit they did have they did face the spark and the rain that was all we got to see them against like they probably would have stomped another easy team if they got that opportunity but they never did so do i think they would have done better if their schedule is easier absolutely um but i don't think we can I, i think we have to realize they did lose to two of these teams here um and one of them was very convincing in the spark just absolutely destroying them so that's why i have them there um but yeah that's our nine through four which is still clearly very jumbled and confusing for both of us and hopefully we'll get more clear as the season goes on or it might not who knows yeah i mean we're not going to get this kind of cross-region play until the playoffs which is exciting but also yeah (laughs) it may not help us see no yeah our summer showdown rankings will be weird (laughs) i'm sure we'll both put apac higher than they should be who knows um, but our top three are NA teams, and it's boring because it's just how the last tournament finished. Um, and that we both have Atlanta at three, we both have Shock at two, and we both have Gladiators still at one. Um, yeah, this is uh, part of the course for a lot of people, I think, at this point. Um, despite Atlanta's poor regular season record, I am sp- speaking for me, I'm maybe speaking for you as well, Joe, on our th- number three ranking. I think we both can be very confident that even if they're bad in the regular season they will show up when it comes to playoffs when it comes to tournaments um and as long as they make it to playoffs which is super should be super easy for them at this point they will compete and they will be one of the best teams there so yeah um that's the reason why i have them at three and above all these other teams even though they have a poor regular season record and are inconsistent um and then, yeah, Shock's insane, but Gladiators just beat him. So, and we do get to see... It's fun, because we do get to see this matchup in, in the first week as well, I believe. Um, so we get to see this rematch right away in the Summer Showdown. Ooh, excellent. Yeah. Um, yeah, Any anything to add on to this top three, Joe? Uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're pretty solidly there, I think. Uh, at least, you know, after this month. Um, you know, things are going to change and all that, but... Um, but it's I would be hard pressed at this point to to name a team, even really that is consistently as 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 well up there. Honestly, um, you know, even even moving out of the the perspective of this this past tournament, um, you know, somebody else to put on that tier would would 
it'd really be difficult, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. If Dallas did well enough at midseason madness, you would definitely put them up there as well. But they just had a very quick exit and looked awful during the qualifiers as well. You just have Atlanta, who's been who was in the top three in both kickoff clash and midseason madness. Gladiators, who obviously got first in both, and then Shock, who just have been super consistent throughout the entire regular season. If they did poorly in the midseason madness, maybe we wouldn't have had them here. Because I know after the kickoff clash, I put them at like seven, which was ridiculous and stupid. Um, but yeah, they they clearly showed they can at least get to the finals here in tournaments. Um, got rid of some of their tournament jitters, but I think they have some more to get rid of if they want to win the finals. But yeah, that, those are our power rankings. We have pretty similar power rankings, Joe. Once again, we just think alike. We are the same. We are becoming one person. Oh, yeah. Um, however many years of a podcast will do that for you i guess yep i guess so um all right before before we uh sign off here we do have some predictions to make of course we pick every game but we pick four of them on this show here um i can't remember what the score is but i, I am winning by one or you're winning by one joe uh, let's scroll down real quick uh i am winning by one <laughs> okay you are winning by one which means you must pick first the winner picks first that's um, true. And we uh, we have four games from this first week of, of the Summer Showdown. Once again, like every first week, which I don't know why, the reason why for this one, um, the APAC teams aren't playing. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure about that either. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that's happening at this point, because the first time it was because of COVID. Second time was because of midseason madness things. Don't know why you're doing it again, um, but they are. They're doing it again. So no, no APAC teams playing, just NA. Uh, the first game we're going to pick is one we mentioned earlier. It's London versus Florida, a rematch of the reverse sweep that Florida had to knock London out of the midseason madness. And they will face off, Joe. And the interesting part of these matchups, of course, this is this is a new patch, new meta. I guess I should mention, if you didn't know, this is going to be on the last patch from the beta, which was include Junker Queen nerfs, Soldier nerfs, Zen nerfs, all this stuff. Uh, and also no Necrotic Orb for Moira and Mercy Super Jump changed. Version yeah, I don't, of version, version a million of that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, that's the patch they're playing on. Joe, give me a prediction. Uh, who do you think is going to be best in, in this new meta that we don't know of at all? Yeah, this match is going to be super exciting. Um, out of out of the four, probably the most exciting uh, out of the four that we're picking here. Um, in fact, some of our picks are maybe be a little bit set in stone, but still worth worth talking about. Um, but I am really looking forward to uh, Hottie versus someone uh, in this tank battle, uh, particularly if they end up playing Junker Queen. Uh, you know, we get to see a lot of that early on, and that's going to be super exciting. Um, uh, I think you uh, alluded earlier in the show where you were gonna where you were gonna pick, um, leaning into London a little bit. Uh, and when I when I made my picks before the show, that was also what I did. Um, that I, I'm gonna pick London in this in this match. But again, I think it's gonna be really close. Uh, I'm look, uh, be, you know, particularly in, as we see where the supports lined, where where the supports end up lying too. Um, I think Admiral and Landon are, are really gonna uh, and probably. I assume not Backbone. <laughs> Probably not going to be playing much then. Um, but Admiral and Landon are just going to be able to pop off, I think. Um, and, and that's going to be good too. Yeah. I, when it comes to new metas, I usually will go with who I think has the better coaching staff most of the time. I find that to be a pretty good bet. Um, so I will go with London for that reason. I, not to, I think Florida also has a good coaching staff, honestly. I think both teams have good coaching staffs. I just think Christopher is like the coach of the year so far. A lot of people think that. Um, and I think he will be able to figure out what London is good on in this meta. If it's not if it's not Junker Queen, which I it could totally not be, um, he will find a good counter to Junker Queen because I think Junker Queen is extremely counterable um, by a lot of heroes. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll roll with London for that reason. Um, next up, Gladiators Dallas. Also on that on that day, Gladiators have a double Texas weekend. Actually, God, we we have the Gladiators have played the, the Outlaws so many times. It's insane. Um, 
but they also played Dallas. Last time we saw this, it was the kickoff clash championship match where the Gladiators absolutely stomped the Dallas Fuel, destroyed them. Um, and we get to see them again in a meta that hopefully will be better for Dallas. Um, I would imagine it would be better for Dallas. At least the heroes feel like they could be a little bit better for Dallas than um, than the midseason madness. But will it be good enough? That's the question, Joe. Yeah, that is the question. Um, I mean, um, good enough for LA Gladiators is is going to be quite a tall order, though. Um, like like I said, a couple of these picks may not be. Um, uh, super super far out, but it's they're definitely going to make for interesting matches, uh, particularly as things are, are being sh- shaken up for this new tournament. So you know, going with the gladiators here in this matchup, but um, it's really going to be a good test of um, uh, how the Dallas Fuel are, are looking. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I expect this one to be a super close one, actually closer than the kickoff clash, because uh, I do th- I really do think this meta should help Dallas look better at least than the midseason madness um and gladiators as far as i know uh, definitely like to take their time throughout the meta to figure out exactly what they're good at they don't they come out the first week not looking as good as they will the last week but they'll look really good the last week um so for that reason i think this game is gonna be super close but i'm still gonna pick gladiators i think they will come out slightly on top i i mean the roster is just built for any meta let's be honest because if it is Junker, Brig, uh, Lucio, they got a really good team for it. They got the best Lucio in the league and Funny Astro, really good Brig and Skewed. And then it, it, Reiner's just, he's a great tank. I, I i don't doubt he will be one of the best Junker Queen players. So I think that's, I think that's looking pretty good um, for the Gladiators. So I'll pick the Glads. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Boston, Atlanta. This one should be fun as well, um, because Boston. Last we saw Boston, they were they were looking pretty good, um, competing with some tougher teams for sure. Uh, not good enough, obviously, to make it to the midseason madness tournament, uh, but they're looking good. And then you have Atlanta, team that looked really good, but Joe, this is the regular season. Uh, this is not a tournament, so that's where the spice comes in. Do you think Boston could pull off this upset against Atlanta, Joe? Um, yeah, I, I think my my perspective on this match uh, again is is kind of similar to the last one. I think in that um, the you, you kind of got to lean towards Atlanta. Uh, certainly, that's where I'm going to be making my pick. Um, but this is going to be a great opportunity um, uh, for Boston to 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 make a splash. Uh, you, you know, show us how they're how they're looking after several weeks off. Uh, obviously, didn't participate in this past tournament. Um, uh, and and yeah, if they were gonna if they were gonna take down a, a higher table team, um, like you're talking about, you know, hey, it's regular season, anything can happen. Um, <laughs> and Atlanta uh, may as well be be that team for Boston. Yeah, um, it's hard it's hard to pick Boston over Atlanta here after Atlanta just did so well, looked so good. But I'm gonna do it. I'm going with the upset. Joe, I'm picking Boston <laughs> over Atlanta. We last time we saw this match was at the beginning of the midseason madness, actually, and it was a five map, a really close game. Um, and I'll just pick Boston. I think they'll have. I think they'll come out the gate swinging on this meta. I think Punk will be really good on Junker Queen, and we'll get to see some sick uh, Australian player playing Australian character. Um, so I think that'll be fun. So I'll pick. I'll pick Boston to win. Atlanta will. It'll be a little bit like a like a midseason madness tournament hangover almost. And honestly, I don't know how good this meta is for Atlanta. Like, it doesn't feel like it should be good. Atlanta wants a meta where they can completely depend on Kai, and that might not be this meta. So, yeah, I'll pick Boston. Um, Vancouver, Paris, a toilet bowl. Uh, and what could be Vancouver's first win? Um it also could be Vancouver versus Toronto. I think Vancouver might be able to pull off that upset. Who knows? Uh, but most likely Toronto wins that one. And then we get Vancouver Paris, which will be Vancouver's best chance since Depay came on to win. No doubt. Right. Is this it, Joe? Is this the first win for the Titans this season? 
I think it's going to be. Or I, I think it certainly has the potential to be. Yes. Uh, that I, I am, I am picking them here in this in this matchup. Um, again, this is a team that's benefited, and obviously Paris has too, of um, uh, benefited from. Uh, is some time off? You know, they could just sit down, and make some make some roster decisions, uh, which we're we're still kind of questioning. But um, I think if if you're gonna make a choice like this, I think, or if you're gonna t- have an opportunity like this, I think you got to make the most of it because um, uh, the Vancouver Paris is only happening, you know, maximum of one other time, uh, and they probably already played in the first half of the season. Would be my guess. Um, so yeah, it's, it's um, I'm, I'm picking Vancouver here. Uh, we'll we'll see how this one goes. I'm with you, Joe. It's Vancouver time. You know, this is the opportunity to uh, to completely choose the Vancouver Titans here and and get them that first win. They deserve it. Um, yeah, it's going to be Vancouver. They they're better than Paris. They got this right. They they're not going to choke. They can't do it. <laughs> Right? Yeah. They do play Paris again. I have now scoured the schedule. They play them on October 9th, okay. which I think is actually their last game. Yeah, it is their last game of the season. Uh, oh, wow. So if they, even if they lose this one, they have one more chance. <laughs> hopefully they'll have, At the end of the season. Hopefully they'll have some other win in some other form by then. But if not, yeah, I guess they will. Um, I also noticed on this page that the Gladiators have actually already technically qualified for the play-in. So they will at least make the play-in, the Gladiators. Well, so congrats to them. Nice. (laughs) Um, All right. Yeah, those those are our four picks. Uh, Not as many topics to cover, but the episode still went 50 minutes. So good job, Joe. We extended our content. There you go. Um, and then one. Lo- that's that's what that's what all the listeners listen for. It's just the padding. <laughs> yeah, that's what they want. Um, yeah. yeah uh, the other thing is we will not have an episode next week uh, because I will be in Europe. So um, yeah, I'm taking taking a nice little vacation um, for a wedding. I'm excited. We will be back later in the week of the fifteenth because that's when I get back. Is the second half of that week. Uh, and we'll talk about all the, we'll get, we'll catch up. We'll catch up for sure. Oh yeah. Talk about week one. Yeah. Uh, it'll be big. It'll be a nice episode. Nice return episode. So, um, thank you everyone for listening. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, mine's at JW George IV. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. INC and our show's Twitter. Like I mentioned earlier is out on the flank show. If you're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, Go to on-the-flank.podcast.co or on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. Thank you guys for listening. Enjoy this last weekend off uh, before the summer showdown.